This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com Well, good morning. It's the 26th day of October. In the year of our Lord 2023, this is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. I am, as always, your humble host, Mike Parrot, broadcasting from the heart of America every single day, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is a place where we challenge each other. This is a place where we have a true marketplace of ideas, not where the cream rises to the top, not where everybody gets a voice, but where truth gets to prevail. We have a love for truth here at the Crusade Channel, and I am so glad that you're here with us this morning. I'm going to play you a video of a hysterical young woman who's just entered the workforce. That doesn't narrow it down that much. This hysterical young woman who has just entered the workforce is going semi-viral on the interwebs for her complete meltdown over the fact that she's working 9 to 5. I'm going to tell you two things that are both true at the same time and why why I can see and empathize with both points of view and how we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Now, be careful. I'm pretty sure that she does not use G-rated language in this video. It's not that long. You need to hear her rant. And then we can break it down, and I'm going to tell you what's really happening, not just surface-level commentary. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first 9-to-5 job after college, and I'm in person, and I'm commuting in the city, and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now, so that's off the table. Like, duh! If I was able to walk to work, and it w- it'd be fine, but I'm not, so it literally takes me, like, I leave here, like, I get on the train at 7.30, and I don't get home till like, 6.15 earliest, and then, like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't... I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out and i'm also getting my period so that's why i'm all emotional but like am i so dramatic it's fine Yes, you are dramatic. The short answer to that question is yes. But you can hear... Okay, look. All jokes aside, and this is a joke, okay? The the, the fact that this young woman, she thinks that working 9 to 5 is so hard. She doesn't have time. She gets home at 6.15. Wow. She gets home at 6.15 and had no time to do anything. Um, the, The fact that being an adult is a difficult task... Providing for yourself, she's not even providing for a family. Just trying to live. The fact that it's so hard is a wake-up call for so many Gen Zers, and I get it. It is kind of a joke. 
Let's break down some of the principles, though, because I think it is very easy for us sometimes to talk about Catholic principles, the principles of Christendom, and then forget them and throw them out the window when we see a funny video like this and and neglect to apply them. So first and foremost... The idea that young women who are unmarried, who are still under the purview of their father, should leave their home and the protection and supervision of their fathers to pursue college degrees so that they can go live in a big city by themselves, vulnerable especially in crime-ridden Biden's America where women just get raped and beaten on the streets so that they can ride a train in to the city to do a BS office job. So that what? For what purpose? The idea that anybody would do this is foreign to Christendom. It is, it is, uh, it is scandalous in the mind of Christendom. The young lady is due proper honor and respect of being protected and cared for by her father until such time as her future husband provides and protects her. That's the purpose. That's why men exist, to provide and protect for their families their wife, and their children. You see, in Christendom, the basic unit of society is the family, not the individual. The idea that the individual needs to leave her house to go find herself, to go have self-worth, that she needs to accrue student debt to take on a marketing degree so that she can go get a marketing job in an office in a city filled with crime, so she can live by herself and be vulnerable to the city. That is ridiculous. Okay? So, before we mock this woman and say, oh, she's just a weak Gen Xer and she doesn't want to work, and blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, she's just been, she's a victim of the current thing. She's a victim of a society which tells her that She needs to be a working woman or else she will be unfulfilled. I think the saddest thing that she says in in her whole screed is that she doesn't have time to find a spouse. She calls it dating. She doesn't have time to court a spouse. When you're a young woman and you don't have a religious vocation... You should have all the time in the world to cultivate finding a spouse. That's sort of like priority numero uno there, young lady. Your first priority isn't to work. It's not to hang out and have friends. It's not to work out at the gym with a bunch of other sweaty guys. 
your first priority as a young lady, if you don't have a religious vocation, is to start a family, get married, have children. This was also understood in all times and all places, even beyond Christendom. This has been understood by human beings in every culture, in practically every time, except for ours. Our culture is a Marxist culture. Karl Marx believed that the best way to take ownership of the children and remove their upbringing and brains and formations from the family is to send mom to work. Karl Marx was one of the first feminists. Karl Marx wanted women in the workforce. He knew that that would equalize relationships between men and women and thus destroy the hierarchy of the family. He was right. Here we have a young woman who believes that it is her duty to move to the big city, to risk life and limb for some stupid marketing company in some cubicle, in some downtown high-rise. And what is she giving up for that? She's giving up the opportunity to cooperate with the creative power of Almighty God. She's giving up the opportunity to fully realize her calling, her maternal destiny in life. She's missing out on the nurturing years in which she could have formed a family. She's giving up on the opportunity to find a loving husband who will provide and protect her. Provide for and protect her. And she even admits she's giving up on personal health. No time for fitness, no time to even cook real food, prepare real food. Fellas, do you want to marry a, a gal who doesn't know how to cook, but she does know how to do a BS marketing job? Fellas, do you want your children raised by a, a woman who doesn't know how to cook, doesn't have time? Here's the other thing that's going on. We're going to go one layer deeper in this video. We're talking about this video of this poor young lady. She flips out, goes semi-viral online. Millions of views on this thing. And most people are making fun of her because they're like, oh, you're so weak. You can't work from 9 to 5? Come on, everybody's worked from 9 to 5 since time immemorial. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true. I'm not so sure. What is indisputable and what she stumbles upon but will never be able to articulate is that there has become there has been a growing gap between what we should call productivity of the workforce and compensation of the workforce huge gap 
Productivity measured against compensation since 1948 in this country. Growth in productivity since 1948 and growth in compensation since 1948, both of those things grew together until about 1972. And then in the early 70s, there started to be a divergence. As productivity went up, compensation stayed flat. And this trend has continued since the 70s. As productivity increases, in other words, you produce more per hour. We are getting better at working. We are faster. We are more efficient. We have more tools at our disposal. We accomplish more. Our pay has been relatively flat since the early 1970s. Now, this would be around the time that the United States of America said, you know what, to hell with gold. We're going to divorce our currency from the gold standard. And we did. Nixon did that. People say, oh, Nixon, he really wasn't that bad of a president. And, you know, looking back, he was actually like blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? Nixon is the one who wanted China to come into the global economy. And to do so, he divorced us from the one thing that actually has an intrinsic value. What this young lady is attempting to communicate is, and she's not the perfect vessel for it, and she she doesn't have the comprehension for it either. You do. What she's trying to communicate is the absurdity of the fact that she works full-time, has a college education, has a white-collar job, and she can't even provide for her one self in so doing. She can't live close to, the, to her work. She's, she's, she doesn't look like she's saving money or building wealth. She's not providing for anybody else, just herself. And in the United States of America today, in the USSA... She cannot do that. At least not in 2023 when she's, I don't know, she looks to be maybe 25 years old. When she's 25 years old. So we do have a real problem in this country in which 25-year-olds, even with college degrees, even with skills, have a hard time providing for themselves, let alone starting a family. Think about this. You got two 25-year-olds who are coming into a potential relationship with each other, each with six figures worth of college debt. Maybe one, maybe one or both has a car, the other has a car loan. 
They're going to get married and start producing children. How are they going to buy a house? Interest rates, 8, 9, 10%. Productivity has gone up. Workers are producing more than they have ever. Now, in our service economy, what does that actually mean? Well, we're producing a lot of services, too. But we're pretty darn good at it. Walk into a Sport Clips, which is a franchise haircut place. Walk into a Sport Clips sometime, and you will see systematized business processes applied to the haircut business. Guys, you've been to a Sport Clips, very likely. It's not the cheapest. It's not great clips. It's not the $8 haircut. I don't even know if you can get an $8 haircut anymore, anywhere. Maybe at a barber school where the people are like experimenting on your head. Walk into a sport clips and you will see systematized business processes applied to barbering. You will see the same questions asked, the same processes followed, the same attempt to upsell you for the massage and the hot towel. And even if you select the massage and hot towel, you are in and out of there in about 31 minutes. All in. From, I sat down, I took my coat off, I told you what I wanted, you you shampooed, you accomplished it, you even gave me a little massage. You tried to upsell me on the product that you put on my head, you're like, hey, this is what I use today, this is the shampoo I use, this is the blah, blah, blah I use. You walk me around the counter, and then you cash me out, and I am in and out, and that process repeats and repeats and repeats. These women are so productive. They are spinning chairs twice an hour. In an eight-hour shift, they're doing 16 customers. 16 people are paying 25 bucks or more. The business is making between $60 and $100 an hour for one of these young ladies spinning chairs. She's not making $60 to $100. She's making some fraction of that. That's how that that business works. Productivity, high. Lots of chairs, lots of spinning, lots of customers, lots of throughput. Compensation for the ladies? They're not living on their own. They're not supporting families. Compensation, flat, since the 1970s. Does it have something to do with our fake currency? Fractional reserve lending. Fiat currency. Divorcing from the gold standard. Man-made inflation. Does it have something to do with the fact that we have fake money? Fake money! And this, ladies and gentlemen, the usury trap that we are all living in and subjected to the weaponization of the currency against the United States people in the quiet war against all of us. This is the real issue of our time. 
if you want to talk about economics and family life in any serious way. Look, I know that pornography, single motherhood, abortion, divorce, I know that these are grave evils. I know that single motherhood is probably the gravest social evil that we actually face. I know that all of these things attack the family. You know all of these things attack the family. I shouldn't have to acknowledge it each and every time we're going to have this discussion, but I do. I do because I don't want you to misunderstand and think that I have a myopic understanding of the various enumerated, amalgamated threats against the United States family. Our families are more fragile today than ever before. They come and go as they please. They reshape like amoeba. It's terrible. But one thing is undeniable, and that is that economic stress to a family, economic worries, financial troubles, piling up of bills, shortfall of money, that is something that destabilizes a family. That is something that enables enables the dissolution of families. Look, when a family is financially secure, when they have real assets, real productive assets, that's something that binds them together, sort of like how children binds a family together. I would argue that if we lived in a world where more families were financially secure and had more children, that family stability would go through the roof. If you're financially secure with your spouse and you're bound to him or her through children... You don't have to be the absolute best practicing Christian. You don't have to dig deep into your sacramental marriage. For that thing to work out in the end. You really don't. You don't have to be a saint to stay married. People act like, oh, it's so hard. Staying married is so hard. and I, This person's so mean. Stop. Most people in all times with just natural virtue, not, not even with supernatural virtue, natural virtue have been able to swing it, okay? Now you're starting to sound like this 25-year-old complaining that 9 to 5 is so hard. In that regard, she's a moron. 9 to 5 is not hard. But for all the other reasons I told you, from the fact that she shouldn't even be doing a 9 to 5... To the fact that a 9 to 5 doesn't provide for anybody. Okay, those things are both true. So this is how I said at the beginning of the show. We're going to say a couple different things that can all be true at the same time. It's true that we can laugh at this lady. I mean, we can laugh at her because she puts herself out there online. She makes herself into a spectacle. All right? You don't do that if you're not prepared to be laughed at. Okay, I'm not trying to be mean. 
We can laugh at her. She's 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 pushing weak sauce. Okay, I get it. She even admits that she's being dramatic because she's starting her period. You don't say something like that online in front of millions of people, but you do. And if you do, fine, we're going to laugh. We going to laugh. And guess what? It is funny. Nine to five is so hard. No, it's not. But she's also right in her real grievance that she can't even articulate that she's not making any money. She's not providing for herself. She has she has done what she thinks is the right things. You know what I'm saying? She grew up in an American household. Who knows if she had both parents or not? She went to college. She probably got a loan. She 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 studied. She got decent grades. She thought that the that that a world was waiting for her where she was going to be able to accomplish something. And guess what? That world doesn't exist. And the reason why that world doesn't exist is because of the hidden war, the secret weapons that are being employed against us, the dumbing down of our education being one of them, the devaluation of our money uh, being the other, and the fact that this woman herself even feels compelled to be in the workforce in the first place. It's feminism. Marxism gets the win on this video because Marxism has prevailed. Marxism has destroyed this woman's life, demoralized her, and she can't even name the real enemy. She can't even articulate or begin to understand how it is that a German philosopher from the 19th century has prevailed in dominating her life, and she very well may never come to understand it and probably will not recover. You, however, sir or ma'am, listening to the Crusade Channel... You can name it, and you will recover. Because you listen to this show. We'll be right back. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer. So here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right when you're a pervert. So take your millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean. Down in the ocean. Alongside that Titan sub. Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean. Throw them in the ocean. With that Titanic sub. Welcome back to the program. This is Paratalk here in the... Middle of the week. It's the 26th day of October, 2023. Today's Thursday. Not quite the weekend. Still got to get through all of Thursday. But we can do this together. Broadcasting Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Send me an email, restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. That's restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Speaker of the House. Yay! 
his name is Mike Johnson. I told you about him yesterday. I I don't know how many people were doing a deep dive into Mike Johnson yesterday or who would have predicted to you or told you that he was going to win. I told you that, and he did. First order of business from Speaker Johnson, third in line to the presidency. First order of business. Extraordinary crisis right now. And the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember our creed and our admonition. Turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it. And tensions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body. And we must not waver. Uh, our, Our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our dear friend Israel. And we're overdue in getting that done. Our dearest ally in the Middle East is under attack. Our dearest ally in the Middle East is under attack. Our dearest ally, our dearest ally, our dearest ally in the Middle East is under attack. We're going to show not only Israel, but the entire world that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screens is wretched and wrong, and we are going to stand for the good in that conflict. Extraordinary crime. We're going to stand for the good in that conflict. You know, when people, when you heard the applause, the applause line, where where are we at? Here's the applause line. C-SPAN zoomed out and showed the entire house, and not only the right and the left, they all stood up and clapped. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the uni party at work here. This is the uni party. Our dearest ally, our dearest ally, our dearest ally in the Middle East, they're under attack, they're under attack, they're under attack. Hamas is barbarism. We're going to stand for the good, the good, the good, the good, the good, the good, the good. Just keep saying it. Netanyahu. We are the people of the light. Our war against Hamas is a test for all of humanity. It is a struggle between the axis of evil of Iran, Hezbollah, and Hamas, and the axis of... Axis of evil? I th- Hold on. Of Hezbollah? I didn't catch that. Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran, that's the axis of evil? I thought the axis of evil was like North Korea... In Iraq, what happened to that? Freedom and progress. We are the people of the light. They are the people of darkness. And light shall triumph over darkness. Citizens of Israel, October 7th was a very dark and black day in our history. We will fully investigate what had happened at our southern border, the border with Gaza. Everybody will have to provide answers. Myself and... This guy looks ghoulish, by the way. Just so you're very clear, he's wearing a black dress shirt, open collar, standing in front of a very dark backdrop. It's like black on black. He's flanked by the Jewish flag, and all you can see is his grimacing face. Continue, BB, please. Included, but all that will happen only after the war. As a prime minister, I'm responsible for guaranteeing the future of this country, and now... Wait a second, wait a second. Did you hear what he just said? Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this on how they did it, but that only happens after 
the war. That only happens after the war? The most important thing is that we wage war and then afterwards we figure out how we got there, why, the road to war? That sounds to me a little bit like you have to pass Obamacare to know what's in it. That's exactly what that is. He does not want you asking the question, how the hell did those weapons get into the Gaza Strip? Did they come in through Israel? Did they come in through Egypt? Were they airdropped? How did they get in there? How did they get in there? Well, that's not important. Okay, the most surveilled place on planet Earth. A stray cat sets off sensors. Attracts surveillance, okay? How is it that in a place like that, that there was a coordinated, airlifted attack on Israel... How is it that the Iron Dome went down just in time? Somebody flip the switch. Don't ask these questions. As Prime Minister, it is not my job to ask these questions. As Prime Minister, it is my job to wage war! Oh, my role is to lead all Israelis, the state of Israel and the people of Israel, to an overpowering victory. It is now a time to come together for one purpose, to storm ahead to achieve victory. In joint with joint forces and a profound belief in our justness, a profound belief in the eternity of the Jewish people, we shall realize the prophecy of Isaiah. There will no longer be stealing at your borders. We're going to realize the prophecy of Isaiah, ladies and gentlemen. The eternity of the Jewish people is on the line. Stop asking questions about how the heck Hamas was able to pull this off. How they duped two of the world's supposed greatest intelligence apparatus how did they do that? Not important. Don't ask. My job is to kill people, not ask questions. You don't get to know why we're going to war. This portion of Paratalk is brought to you by the Epoch Times. Subscribe today and watch their new docufilm, No Farmers, No Food. Will you eat the bugs? Subscribe today through the Crusade Channel for $1 for your first month by going to crusadechannel.com slash Epoch. I don't even know where else you can spend one dollar and get anything of value. You can't even buy a candy bar for a dollar. I remember when candy was counted in coins. You're like, oh yeah, I'll take a couple candy bars. I got some coins in my pocket. Let me just see what I can get. You can't even get a candy bar for a dollar. But you can get a month subscription to the Epoch Times by going to crusadechannel.com forward slash Epoch. E-P-O-C-H. That's pretty good. That may be the only actual dollar item 
You know, have you walked into a dollar store lately? I don't know if you have. I don't know if you do the dollar store. Some of you are like, I'm too snobby. I get it. I don't go to Walmart, not because I'm too good for Walmart. I just don't want to get shanked. Also, like, custody of the senses. I don't want to see the people of Walmart. I've already seen enough of that online. I don't want to see the people of Walmart. It's just a spectacle. It's not shopping local. It destroys local businesses. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to parrot all the left-wing talking points, too. They don't treat their workers very well. It's slave labor. It's cheap stuff. It's made in China. It's, it's whatever. Look, all of those things are true. Just because the Bernie Sanders people says it doesn't mean that it's not true. A thing is either true or false in and of itself, independent of who says it. That's why we're lovers of truth here on this station. And that's why, look, if the Bernie bros make a point about Walmart and I agree with it, I'm going to say I agree with that. I agree that Walmart is a net negative to the United States of America. I think it is. I think Walmart is, 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 has really played an outsized role in destroying this country. It's commercialism, it's consumerism, it's materialism. Uh, it is, it is a, a menace, a menace to small towns. It is an importer of cheap, hacked, poisoned, bio-warfared Chinese stuff. You want Chinese chips? You want Chinese BPA plastic? You want Chinese lead-coated toys? You want Chinese surveillance systems into your house? Bring it all in, baby! It all comes in through the various ports, Port of Houston, Port of Los Angeles, New York. It gets unloaded in these Connex boxes, stuck onto 18-wheelers. We buy the petroleum to, to move those 18-wheelers from Middle Eastern barbarians, 18th century or 8th century thugs over in the Middle East because we can't drill here anymore. So we fund Muslim terrorists in order to move the Chinese goods across our country into massive distribution centers where people like that lady from the last segment are working their nine-to-fives, miserable lives, can't provide for herself. This is Marxism. This is communism at scale. So that we can get the poisoned Chinese BPA plastic going to break, designed to fail crap onto the shelves as quickly as possible. Thank you to the muzzies. You take your cut. So that we can move the goods. Thank you to the Kami Chinese CCP for infiltrating our households with this designed to fail crap. Thank you, hat tip to Karl Marx for providing us the women workforce to sort these various items, to scan them, to stock the shelves, and to greet you when you walk in, to check you out. When you have a cart full of designed-to-fail crap from a faraway land. 
Thank you to all the small businesses, the mom and pops in the local community who were destroyed. Your services are no longer needed. So no, I don't go to Walmart. I have gone to Dollar General. And I know that on a smaller scale, DG's doing the same thing. I understand that. I'm just telling you that the last time I went into DG, I was down at RTF South. This was last week. And I walked in and I needed a few things because I had all my boys with me. And what I didn't realize about Dollar General is that things are not a dollar. I always thought, like, when I was a kid, the dollar store, everything was a dollar at the dollar store. That's the whole point. It's a dollar store. You pull out a buck, you can get something. You pull out a buck at DG, you're not getting anything. And that's the whole point of my story. You pull out a buck right now, you're getting a month of the Epoch Times. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash Epoch. It's the only buck that I can spend and actually get something. You can't get a cup of coffee for a dollar. Not in today's usury trap. The United States dollar doesn't carry any value. The only thing it can buy you right now is a month subscription to the Epoch Times. And that may be one of the most valuable things you can do with a dollar. Mike Johnson, I'm going to do something uh, very unpopular here at the end of this segment. And I look, I bring the hate. Bring on the hate, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care. I will take it. Send me the heat. Send me the hate mail, the emails. Tell me that I am a fake counter-revolutionary, reactionary, whatever. Fake conservative. I'm going to give Mike Johnson a mulligan on this Israel bill. I am. I am. I'm going to sit here and say, you know what, Mike? You you do what you have to do. Because we all know that there was not a single Republican who had any shot at that gavel. Including Jim Jordan, who wouldn't stand up and say exactly what Mike Johnson just said. This is the uni party at work. We will be funding the Israel war, period. There is not a single elected official at the national level who will oppose it. Okay? Period. I'm going to give him a mulligan on this because I want to wait and see what else he does in other realms. Am I disappointed? Yes. Do I support this? No. I don't support it. I'm not pleased with it. I'm also not surprised. What I am hoping to be is surprised in a good way with what comes next. Extraordinary crisis right now. And the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember our creed and our admonition. Turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it. And tensions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body. And we must not waver. Uh, our, Our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while 
will be in support of our dear friend Israel. And we're overdue in getting that done. I, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't support it. I don't endorse it. I don't want it to happen. But I'm going to give this guy a pass. I'm going to give him a mulligan. Let's wait and see what Mike Johnson does. I, I have a little bit of hope, okay? I got a little hope here. Don't take that away from me. Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio of the way it should be Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening. Will you hold out a little hope with me? Will you? Will you just cross your fingers or something? I'll see you on Friday. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com. 